0: This is The Wrap, a weekly show recapping the highlights of the film and TV world. This is episode 19 on Friday, March 1st, 2013, and I'm your host, TJ. Monday, Brian Singer told us he was going to do some things to fix X-Men The Last Stand. The first two X-Men films, directed by Singer, are generally well-received and well-thought-of. In fact, on Rotten Tomatoes, X2 has an 88% approval rating amongst critics, and an 84% with the audience and bears the Tomato Meter certified fresh seal. By contrast, Brett Ratner's X-Men The Last Stand has only a 57% approval rating with the critics, and I was absolutely appalled with the film myself. I have no idea how he intends to fix X-Men The Last Stand, but he says there are things that he can repair. I think all of us wish we could simply strike that third movie from canon and have a do-over. But in any event, I look forward to seeing the next installment of the X-Men universe with Singer back at the helm. Collider.com reports that there will be a Jack Reacher sequel after all. The film has crossed the $200 million mark worldwide, and even though Paramount said it would take $250 million for them to consider a sequel, they have gone ahead and greenlit a new film. I'm happy with this news because while not Oscar material or anything like that, it was good fun and an enjoyable time at the cinema. Speaking of the Oscars, that happened this past week. Nothing really surprised me, and I was happy in general with the winners, although the Best Director award going to a different filmmaker than that which won the Best Picture does speak to the fact that it was a bit of a strange year for film this last year. I don't think 2012 was a disaster many film critics tend to think it was, but it was a bit odd for sure. I'll run through a few of the highlights here. Christoph Waltz won Best Supporting Actor for Django Unchained, which seems fitting to me, although part of me would like to call him the lead actor of Django. The film really was about Django and not Christoph Waltz's character, and he probably would not have won against Daniel day Lewis's Lincoln anyway. Best Supporting Actress went to Anne Hathaway for her performance in Les Mis. I'm not unhappy about that at all. But in a head-scratcher, the Best Animated Feature went to Brave over Wreck-It Ralph. I think it's clear to most that Wreck-It Ralph was a far better film, so I don't know what happened there. Best Visual Effects went to Life of Pi, which seems like a crime that it won over the Avengers. Seriously, didn't the voters see the final Avengers battle sequence? Best Makeup and Hairstyling went to Lisa Westcott and Julie Dartnell for Les Mis, which seems right. Best Film Editing went to Argo, not surprising. Best Adapted Screenplay also went to Argo, as well as Best Picture. What's interesting now, as I alluded to, is you would think that if the best picture was Argo, that its director would be the best director. But no, the directors chose Ang Lee for Life of Pi. And, of course, Best Actor went to Daniel Day-Lewis for his performance as Lincoln, which was well-deserved. Best Actress went to Jennifer Lawrence for Silver Linings Playbook. Of course, while we're talking about the Oscars, I have to mention Seth MacFarlane as the host. I'm not a huge fan of McFarlane's, and I'm not the type to watch the Oscars through, but from the clips and things I've seen, I thought he did okay. As a Trekkie, of course, I enjoyed him bringing Captain Kirk into the mix. Everyone is screaming about him being racist and sexist and whatnot, but I didn't think that was true at all. The big one, of course, is the musical number called We Saw Your Boobs, in which he highlights all the different actresses who have bared their upper bodies on screen for the world to see. It was crass, to be sure, and I would not have done it, but I don't think it was sexist. I like that he was calling out this demeaning behavior. That women feel that in order to get any attention in the industry, they must take off their clothes. McFarlane pointing it out satirically is not being sexist. I'm sure if I were a big enough personality to get some recognition that I would be a target now as well. Thankfully, I don't think all two of you who listen to The rap will care. As a side note, please spread the word about Movie Byte and The rap as well as our other shows. While we do have more than the two I said in my joke, we do need to keep growing the network. Joe was finally well enough on Monday evening to record our delayed episode of the Movie Bite podcast. He was quite ill the previous week, which put a damper on our plans for episode 32. But on Monday evening, we did have a lot of fun talking about the Back to the Future trilogy. You won't want to miss that. I was a bit distressed to learn this past week that one of the films I'm greatly looking forward to, Jack the Giant Slayer, cost $185 million to make. Many of the films I like don't cost nearly that much, and it seems often that a film with that big of a budget is a bit squandered but I'll try to reserve judgment. Wreck-It Ralph director Rich Moore dropped hints this past week on what might be in store for us for the upcoming sequel to the film. There are possibilities on the table, such as exploring the idea of other Ralphs and Felixes and other arcades and the like, that for each instance of the video game, these characters exist. This is not surprising since the basic idea works so well in Toy Story 2, and I'm excited to see where this goes. I found a little bit of a gem on Thursday that I was kind of geeking out about. It's an old, lost documentary on the making of The Empire Strikes Back. It's old and not really well made, but it's a gem nonetheless, and you might want to check it out. It's about 25 minutes long and available on YouTube. The link will be in the show notes. Thursday, we released episode 33 of the Movie Bite podcast, in which we talked about a film both Joe and I really love, Tron Legacy. While we kind of hate the first one, the sequel is amazing, and we had a lot of great fun talking about it. And it was nice that Joe has pretty much recovered and is back to his old self. Be sure to tune in. And speaking of Tron Legacy, Joe released his review of the film later on Thursday. It's a good review, even though he only gave the film four stars, where I give it four and a half. And I have to mention this one. A new commercial has been making the round starring... Now, wait for it... Audrey Hepburn. But no, it's not actually Audrey. This is a computer-generated Audrey, and it's fairly convincing. My first thought was, wow. As were my second and third thoughts, for that matter. Wow, you can barely tell she's CGI. But then... Wow, you can tell she's CGI. And finally, wow, this is crass. Let the poor woman rest in peace. But it is amazing what you can do in this digital age. Ultimately, the technology just isn't all the way there yet, as I can tell that she is digital. But I do make films, and I am trained in graphics. I wonder how many people would overlook the subtle indications. I wonder if in five years we'll see characters completely CGI and not be able to tell the difference. It brings up all sorts of interesting possibilities. And now to bring this thing in for a landing, let's see if there's anything in the theater this weekend. So let's see, we've got 21 and over, nude theaters this weekend. I'll pass. No, really, this thing looks extremely bad. It's rated R for crude and sexual content, graphic nudity, drugs, and drinking. If the trailers I've seen are any indication, they aren't joking about that. We've also got Jack the Giant Slayer, which I am looking forward to and will be seeing this weekend, and which we will be talking about next Wednesday on the Movie Bite podcast. The other two films I mention in my What to See feature on Moviebyte.com are The Last Exorcism 2 and Stoker. I don't recommend either of those. Still in theaters, we have Identity Thief, Snitch, A Good Day to Die Hard, Safe Haven, Dark Skies, Silver Linings Playbook, Warm Bodies, Side Effects, Beautiful Creatures, Zero Dark Thirty, Django Unchained, Mama, and Hansel and Gretel. Be sure to see the full feature on Moviebyte.com for more details and my opinions of these films. And that's it for this week. You can find the links for all this stuff in the show notes at moviebyte.com slash the slash 19. To keep up with us and the movie news and reviews throughout the week, be sure to follow us on Twitter at moviebyte or keep up with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash moviebyte. And be sure to visit the website where we keep you up to date every weekday at moviebyte.com. I'm TJ. Thanks for joining me. We'll be here next week bringing you all the movie fun.